You're listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are increasing your access with this podcast, sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you. In this series, we want to focus on veterans who may be experiencing chronic pain. When we think of pain, we often feel the inflammation happening within our bodies and the impacts to our mental health. Nutrition and pain is a hot topic in our office. So join us as we talk about certain foods that can protect us and help with pain management by building your own anti-inflammatory plate. Welcome back to another episode of Fresh Focus. I'm Nancy White, registered dietitian and integrative and functional nutrition certified practitioner. I work at the Phoenix VA Chronic Pain Wellness Center, and I specialize in anti-inflammatory nutrition. This series, we hope you have learned the connection of chronic pain and chronic inflammation. And in today's episode, we're going to dive a bit further into the nutrition connection of that equation. Chronic inflammation damages our bodies on a cellular level, causing our body's cells to stop functioning as designed. Consider insulin resistance as an example. Cells in your muscles, fat, and liver no longer respond to insulin appropriately. Inflammation can cause organs to stop functioning as well, such as chronic kidney disease or heart disease, where our organs are no longer functioning at their optimal level. This process occurs over time with silent inflammation. Silent inflammation is inflammation we can't feel or see. And it can happen for many years before we have strong symptoms in our organ system. Chronic pain, we can feel the inflammation happening within our joints and muscles, but we still don't feel the impacts that that inflammation has on our organ systems and overall health. Food also affects inflammation on a cellular level. This is good news because it means we can use food to help improve our inflammation. Foods can increase inflammation and worsen chronic pain. So for more information on that, go back and check out episode 42 to hear more about the foods that increase inflammation. But what we're going to focus on in today and the next episode are foods that can protect, heal, and improve functioning of our body on that cellular level and therefore improve our overall health and fight inflammation. Antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, other nutrients all have a role in how our cells function. From brain cells, neurotransmitters, energy production, digestive processes, and the health of every organ in our body, nutrients have many, many roles. If we're not getting a balanced, healthy intake, we start to have cellular dysfunction. If we are not eating to manage inflammation, that cellular dysfunction will worsen over time. If we have other inflammatory lifestyle habits, like smoking, poorly managed stress, it's also going to worsen that cellular inflammation. Food can protect us and heal a lot of damage from inflammation. So you're listening, and I know you're wondering what types of foods. So I want you to remember back 
on episodes one through six when we discussed building a healthy plate. If you don't remember this, you can always go back another time to review how to build a healthy plate. It's a very important part of understanding how nutrition can work best for you. Now we're going to learn the basics for creating an anti-inflammatory plan and what your plate would look like if you're following an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. So if you have a plate handy, or if you're listening away from home, think of a plate. Imagine a plate in your mind, a normal, ordinary, nine-inch dinner plate. And imagine picturing that plate is split up into sections. We want half of the plate filled with a variety of non-starchy vegetables. Looking at adding more color, reds and oranges, purples, greens, adding more and variety of type of vegetables. So all vegetables fall into the anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. So whichever vegetables you like, those are the ones we want you to eat. But we want a variety of color and a variety of type. So add in dark leafy greens such as spinach, kale, Swiss chard, mustard greens. There's a lot of different greens. Try adding those in a few days a week. Try some cruciferous vegetables, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, all good choices. Or maybe you're not quite sure about some of those vegetables and you want to start with something um, you're more familiar with. You can totally add more green beans, carrots, asparagus, summer squashes like zucchini or yellow squash. They're all good choices. There's no unhealthy vegetable unless maybe you're allergic to it, but all vegetables are anti-inflammatory. And half of our plate should be non-starchy vegetables. I like to encourage folks to add veggies into what you're already eating. So add some vegetables with your eggs, peppers, onions, spinach, or add a salad at lunchtime. Maybe add bell peppers dipped in guacamole for a snack instead of using chips. For dinner, you could add stir-fry vegetables or you could roast vegetables in the oven next to your baked chicken or you could add vegetables on a kebab for the grill. Really just think of your meal and ask yourself, what's one vegetable I could add? And then add it. Now, those are non-starchy vegetables we've been talking about. The other type of vegetable are starchy vegetables such as peas, corn, potatoes, and they are vegetables, but they actually go in a starchy carbohydrate portion of our plate. So about one-fourth of our plate, or 25% of our meal, should be starchy carbohydrate. So if you want to have a baked potato with your dinner, you absolutely can, but you still need a non-starchy vegetable, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots. You still need one of those non-starchy vegetables to balance out your plate. And we want to choose starchy vegetables instead of other starchy carbohydrates, not in addition to. So you wouldn't want to have baked potato and a cup of rice at the same meal, right? Kind of pick um, one starchy carbohydrate or small portions of starchy carbohydrates. If, if you want to do peas and corn together, you can, but just be mindful that that total portion for your starchy carbohydrates is about 25% of your meal. All fruits are anti-inflammatory. 
Some great choices include berries, you know, blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, all good choices. Melons, stone fruits. Stone fruits are the fruits with the big seed in the middle, like peaches, nectarines, plums, all good choices. Mango, lemon and limes, other citrus fruit. Again, whatever fruit you like, great. They're anti-inflammatory choices. Now, when we eat fruit, it can be really helpful to pair that fruit with a protein. Think apple and peanut butter or a pear and a handful of nuts. Having some protein with that fruit is going to be helpful in keeping us satisfied. Although fruit is anti-inflammatory, it is still best to eat small amounts at a time. And remember, a cup of berries is a serving, and that's quite a bit. So you could eat this as a side dish. You could top your yogurt or oatmeal with berries, or you could add them to a summer salad. If you're grilling, you can grill peaches or pineapple right alongside that chicken or fish for a tasty meal. So there's a lot of ways we can use fruit in our intake. And again, thinking of your meal, just add to what you're already doing. Okay, so we talked about fruit for a minute. Going back to that quarter of the plate that's starchy carbohydrate, like starchy vegetables, think about also trying some legumes which are beans, peas, and lentils. So black beans, chickpeas, edamame, all good choices there. So try to have a legume two to three days a week. You can trial out some other whole grains, steel-cut oats for breakfast, wild rice. You can try quinoa. How you can incorporate this in includes a lunch bowl with brown or black rice, some chicken and veggies, and it makes a nice uh, little lunch bowl, adding in some seasonings uh, or onions and peppers if you wanted. We want to choose whole, unmilled grains at least 50% of the time. Thinking of a delicious lunch bowl, you'll want to throw in that protein. And when you're thinking of your plate, protein is about one-fourth or a quarter of your plate, 25% of your meal. A key protein point is eating protein at every meal and every snack. This is going to help you feel full. It's going to help uh, regulate your blood sugars. It's also going to help you get the amount of protein you need, but spread throughout the day, which is better for us on building muscle and staying satisfied. Plant-based proteins include things like edamame, black beans, lentils, nuts and seeds, all good choices. Omega-3 fatty acid-rich seafood is also a great protein source, salmon, sardines, and it's ideal to fit that seafood in two to four times a week. And you can also choose lean animal proteins. So skinless chicken, lean cuts like sirloin or pork loin of red meats. Other proteins include um, lamb or wild game, eggs. There's some really great proteins out there. Try to have a small amount of protein with every meal. Dairy may be anti-inflammatory or inflammatory depending on the person and their personal health. Some items like Greek yogurt can be used as part of a balanced breakfast or as a snack. You can also try dairy-free alternatives, such as unsweetened coconut milk or almond milk or yogurt made from soy or almonds. 
we do want to limit fried foods. When thinking of fats, not all fats are created equal. And fat is not the enemy. We do want some really healthy fats. Cooking with olive oil or avocado oil is a great example. Adding flaxseed or chia seeds or pumpkin seeds to our meals or snacks. So we definitely want some healthy fats in there. Add avocado to your sandwiches or salads. And you can definitely go back and check out some of our previous podcasts on more ways to use healthy fats, herbs and spices, but adding in some flavor like garlic, pepper, onion. This can also be really helpful when you're trying to learn a new way to cook. In addition to that, turmeric and ginger are great anti-inflammatory herbs and spices. So we definitely want to flavor our foods with some healthy fats and herbs and spices. You can think of herbs and spices as tiny little vegetables. They do have vitamins and antioxidants that help reduce our inflammation. I often get asked how to add healthier ideas into our typical recipes that we fix at home. And you really just need to get a little creative, but it doesn't have to be difficult. For example, if you're having enchiladas or taco Tuesday, you can add some black beans or you could add peppers or tomatoes to your tacos or enchiladas. You can use corn tortillas. If you're going to have, you know, some grilled chicken or fish, have a baked sweet potato for a side dish. Maybe you really like potato salad, chop up some celery and onions or other veggies to add to it. If you like sloppy joes, you can try a lentil sloppy joe. There's a lot of options. It does take a little creativity and it takes some practice and just some fun. Try something new. Be adventurous. It can take some time to see the benefits of an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. Unfortunately, you can't just eat salmon and a salad for dinner and wake up feeling better with less pain the next day. But over time, two to four weeks, or in some cases, longer periods of time, such as two to three months, you can see a lot of reduction in chronic pain levels. Many times your chronic pain won't go away completely, but can reduce drastically from that seven or eight on the zero to 10 scale down to a two or a three, where you're feeling a lot better and you're able to engage in life and do more of the things that are important to you. One tip I really like is the 80-20 approach, where you eat anti-inflammatory foods 80% of the time, and then you have 20% of your food choices for your favorites that might not be anti-inflammatory, but they're enjoyable, they're things that um, may not fit in what we would normally consider a healthy nutrition plan, but they're healthy for us in other ways. They bring us together with friends and family, um, things like pie at Thanksgiving and um, desserts that we wouldn't want to eat every day or in large quantities, but 80% of the time, healthy food choices, 20% of the time, have your favorites. Remember to follow up with your local VA dietitian for more tips on planning your very own anti-inflammatory nutrition plate to help reduce inflammation and chronic pain. Stay tuned for more episodes and be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate this series, and leave a review. We appreciate each and every one of you.